Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 28th of September. At least three militants armed with grenades and rifles targeted a territorial army patrol in Batot area of Jammu and Kashmir's Ramban district today. When security forces retaliated, the militants ran towards Bagligar Dam. They hid at a civilian's house whose family they took hostage. The militants later released all members of the family except Vijay Kumar, who works as a tailor. Forces are making efforts for his safe release. The area has been cordoned off and traffic along the highways and adjoining link roads has been stopped. Initially, the militants were hiding near one of the quarters of the General Reserve Engineer Force. As the Territorial Army Patrol passed through the area this morning, the militants panicked and began throwing hand grenades and open firing at the personnel. Amid reports of a large number of terrorists waiting to infiltrate into India, National Security Advisor Ajit Doval, who visited Jammu and Kashmir on Thursday, had asked the state police and the paramilitary forces to intensify anti-terror operations. The Supreme Court has set up a five-judge constitutional bench headed by Justice N.V. Ramana to hear a batch of pleas related to the abrogation of Article 370 in Jammu and Kashmir. The bench will begin hearing the pleas from the beginning of next month to examine the constitutional validity of the scrapping of the article's provisions and the subsequent presidential orders on it. Several petitions have been filed challenging the centre's decision of abrogating Article 370 and bifurcating the state into union territories of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh. The union territories will come into being on October 31st. Petitions have been filed by the National Conference, Sajjad Loans People's Conference and many other individuals including advocate ML Sharma. In case you don't know, ML Sharma is the same lawyer known for his love for filing random PILs, most of which get rejected. He is also infamous for defending the accused in the Nirbhaya case. You can watch his 2013 interview with Abhinandan Sekri on News Laundry's YouTube channel. Not to judge, but some of his thoughts on women are so regressive, I can't even... Just go watch the interview for yourself. Since the armed insurgency broke out in 1989, journalists covering Kashmir have often had to negotiate tricky situations. Watch Madhu Trehan and her former Newstrack colleagues Manoj Raghuvanshi and Alpana Kishore recount their past experiences of reporting from Kashmir on Newslaundry.com. A day after Imran Khan criticised India at the United Nations General Assembly and warned of a bloodbath in Kashmir, India reacted to his comments and said that his threat of unleashing nuclear devastation qualifies as brinkmanship and not statesmanship. Khan had said that the world body must urge India to lift prohibitory orders in Kashmir and insist on the region's right to self-determination. He said, and I quote, Don't you think that 180 million Muslims will be radicalized in India as they see 8 million Kashmiris locked up? Unquote. Using the right to reply, India's first secretary at the permanent mission to the UN, Vidisha Maitra, dismantled Khan's speech. She said Imran Khan's speech was a callous portrayal of the world in binary terms. Responding to the Pakistani Prime Minister's claim that there were no terrorist organizations in Pakistan, Maitra said, and I quote, Now that the Prime Minister Imran Khan has invited UN observers to Pakistan to verify that there are no militant organizations in Pakistan, the world will hold him to that promise, unquote. She also said Pakistan is a country which provides shelter to 130 UN-designated terrorists and 25 terror entities. Maitra also asked if Pakistan would acknowledge that it is the only government in the world that provides a pension to an individual listed by the United States in the Al-Qaeda and ISIS group. 
Referring to the blatant abuse and forced conversions in Pakistan, Maitra also said, and I quote, This is a country that has shrunk the size of its minority community from 23% in 1947 to 3% today, and has subjected Christians, Sikhs, Ahmadiyyas, Hindus, Shias, Pashtuns, Sindhis and Balochis to draconian blasphemy laws, systematic persecution, blatant abuse and forced conversions, unquote. The Election Commission postponed the by-elections to 15 assembly constituencies in Karnataka to December 5th yesterday. The results will be declared on December 9th. The bipole dates for two other constituencies have not been announced yet. The bipoles were originally scheduled for October 21st, with the counting planned for October 24th. However, on Thursday, the Election Commission told the Supreme Court that it will defer the bipoles until the court decides on petitions filed against the disqualification of previous legislators from those seats. The bench will hear the case next on October 22nd. These polls are extremely important for B.S. Yadirappa-led BJP government in Karnataka because it needs to win at least 8 of the 17 seats to stay in power. The party had come into power in July after 17 MLAs of the ruling Congress Janta Dal Secular Coalition had withdrawn support and were disqualified by the then Speaker K.R. Ramesh Kumar. The impeachment crisis surrounding Donald Trump that only seems to be getting bigger and messier has found its first casualty. Kurt Walker, the US Special Envoy for Ukraine, has resigned. Walker is expected to appear before the Congress next week. He was also mentioned in the whistleblower's complaint as helping Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky to quote-unquote navigate Trump's demands. The news, first reported in an Arizona student newspaper, The State Press, came out late yesterday, hours after Congress issued a subpoena to the US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to hand over documents related to the contacts the President and his lawyer had with the Ukrainian government. It was discovered this week that Walker had helped organize a meeting between Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, and a Ukraine presidential aide. Giuliani was trying to convince Zelensky's government to investigate the son of Joe Biden, Trump's possible opponent in the next year's elections. With impeachment proceedings against Trump underway, more reports of White House efforts to limit access to transcripts of conversations with other countries are also emerging. Trump's phone calls with Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman and Russian President Vladimir Putin were also tightly restricted. According to reports by the Washington Post, access to details from a 2017 meeting between Trump, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and Ambassador Sergei Kislyak were also restricted to an unusually small number of people. In the meeting, Trump is reported to have said that he was not bothered by Moscow's interference in the 2016 elections because the US did the same thing in other countries. Amidst all of this, President Trump is losing his shit on Twitter, posting tweet after tweet in all caps where he seems to have forgotten basic grammar, vocabulary and spellings. In one particular tweet where he says, and I quote, To show you how dishonest lamestream media is, I use the word little and not little in describing corrupt congressman little Adam Schiff. Low rating CNN purposely took the hyphen out and said I spelled the word little wrong. A small but never-ending situation with CNN. In the tweet, Trump spells the word describe as D-I-S-C-R-I-B-E and the hyphen he is referring to in the tweet is actually an apostrophe. 
It's a long shot, but Mr. Trump, if by any chance you happen to be listening to this episode of Daily Dose, then please, it's my humble request. Instead of throwing a nuclear bomb into the eye of the hurricane, please throw your phone instead. That might actually do some good to the whole world. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Do listen to the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders. I had a great time recording it. I think it was because Gaurav and I had a tiny but friendly showdown over Greta Thunberg. We also discussed how the Modi, the bullet train project and lots more. Do listen, we would love to hear your feedback. Write to us at contact at newslaundry.com with reporters without orders in the subject line. You can also do the same for Daily Dose. We also have a ton of other fun content including videos, interviews, articles and more podcasts. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Newslaundry.